that we do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, Midland Free. Good morning. Boy, it's good to hear that. It's so good. I got a little overwhelmed there for a minute, but it's great to see you guys. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. Got a question as we get ready to go this morning. Um, Since I can see you, this will be much more fun for me. How many of you have grown up on a farm? How many of you would say you've grown up on a farm? All right. A few good farm folk out there. Um, My family did not have a family farm, but sometimes I felt as though I was living in a zoo. We had every member of the food chain, and I'm not talking about my siblings. I'm actually talking about dogs, cats. Wow, that's an awesome echo, by the way. Dogs, cats, mm, birds, fish, hamsters, and everything in between. We had them. And so one of the fun things that uh, was sort of a family lore is we had one little dog. We had big dogs, little dogs, everything in between. But one of our little dogs was about like this, by like, by like this, by like this. And so affectionately, of course, we named him Piggy. Piggy, 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 here, Piggy, 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 Piggy. It was always fun to have friends over and call for our little pig. They'd kind of look around like, what's going on? We'd say, hey, piggy, 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 and would come piggy running, plump, round, fat, furry, happy, stupid as a rock, and full of boundless enthusiasm and joy. He would run into the wall, all kinds of stuff. But even if you did not like animals or you didn't like dogs, somehow little piggy found a way to wiggle his way into your heart. Today we're going to look at Mark chapter 10, where Jesus is teaching, and he's talking about how to receive the kingdom of God, and essentially he's going to encourage us all to be just a little bit more like Piggy. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn there with me to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 13, Jesus is teaching and he says this. Well, this is a story as it was going. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. For truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them laying his hands on them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I need to make one really important clarification point as we read this text today. There's, there's going to be two parts. It's not this. There's two parts to the sermon. One is to receive and number two is to receive. I'll tell you what to receive here in a second and how to receive it as well. Number one and number two, what to receive and how to receive. But the clarification point that I need to make is this. Oftentimes, people who are familiar with church will expect this passage to be the one that's preached on Children's Sunday. Like if you're having an emphasis on your children's ministry or if you want to call people to volunteer or encourage parents to disciple your children, often what the preacher does without too much effort, not enough effort actually, 
is he looks in his Bible and says, oh, where does it talk about kids? Ah, here's one. Okay, this will be the text for this Sunday. Jesus welcomed the little children. We should too, right? Well, yes, but is that the meaning of this passage? Is that what Jesus was trying to say? Like, if I go to my wife and she says, go to the store and come home with eggs and flour and baking soda, and I come back home with a cake, and I was like, I just knew you were going to bake a cake, so I went ahead and grabbed the box mix to save you some time. She's like, no, that is not what I meant. What I told you was this, don't go to something else if that's not what I said. Well, so too in Scripture as we read the text, let's be careful how fast we jump to conclusions and make sure we understand the intent of the author. And what, what Jesus is saying here, he makes pretty clear. In fact, he does something that we do often on Sunday mornings when the preacher makes a really good point like he most often does. Amen? Amen. Then the people say amen. But actually, it's the other way around in Scripture. Um, What happens is they don't say amen after the point. They actually say amen before the point. So all those little spots in your Bible where it says truly, 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 I say to you, or truly, truly, the Greek word there, guess what it is? Amen. Exactly right. Jesus says his amen before his important point. So that's what he's going to do here in verse 15. He's going to really jump on it in verse 15. So if you have your Bibles, look at it again. He says, truly, truly, or amen, amen, amen. This is important. Hear what I'm about to say. Here's the point of this passage. Don't miss this. Truly, I say to you, that's Jesus himself. That's not me or some other expert, but Jesus Truly, he says to you, who does, whoever does not receive children shall not receive the kingdom of God. Is that what it says? What does it say? Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. In other words, the point here is not about receiving children. It's about receiving the kingdom of God. Jesus is not in this section of scripture teaching how to receive children. He's teaching how to receive the kingdom of God. And he spells it out for us. He says, this is how you receive it. This is how you receive God's gift is like children. So children are the point of comparison, but not the point. The point is how to receive the kingdom. So the important clarification I got to make at the start is this. The children are not the point. The point is how to receive the kingdom. So how then would a child receive something? Well, even if you're not in the land of parenting right now, or if you've never been in it or never will, that's fine because I still think you get the idea. You've seen a child anticipating the reception of a gift or something like that. So, for example, in our family, we got a birthday coming up. There is tons of excitement, all sorts of eager anticipation. There are all sorts of questions like, what are you going to get me? When is it coming? How will I know it's here? And every day something comes in the mail and someone's running out to see what it is. Mom and dad are holding it up this high because we don't know whether it's like 
soap and cleaner and stuff like that or a birthday present. So we run in, we put it up high, we open it and try to keep it out of the way. Why? Because we don't want them to know yet at this point exactly what it is. It's our surprise. And if they jump in too early, they're going to ruin it. We want to preserve it because we know them. We know them best and we know what is best for them. Do you see where I'm going with this? So to the kingdom of God. Look, it's like a celebration like no other. It is God's gift to us. He has prepared it for us in advance. He wants us to receive it with joy and eagerness and expectation. But at this point in time, for whatever reason, in his infinite wisdom, he has not spelled out every single detail to us yet. But because of our relationship with him, because we know him and that he loves us and he will follow through, we can trust him that whatever it is he has hidden for us on the top shelf, when he brings it down, it's going to be amazing. Therefore, receive the kingdom like a child. You don't have to know all the details. We don't have to jump into an eschatology seminar. We don't have to spell out everything. We just need to know that Jesus, our loving Savior, is going to provide it for us at just the right time. So number one, receive the kingdom like a child or as a gift. Now, I need to um, address something that I think is hard for us as adults here is because we've had a lot of experience. You know, a lot of water's gone under the bridge, and we've seen a few things. And at times, we may have been disappointed or let down. And the more we live, the more we realize that basically nothing is free. If someone says, sign up, we'll give you a free gift. We say, yeah, right. When does the subscription begin? We've learned to be skeptical and we've learned that nothing is free. And as a result, we live in a society that is trying to sell us something and as a result borders often on deception and so we have to ask questions we have to be skeptical because if not we know we're going to get hoodwinked as a result as adults we have lost the ability to believe because we know that we can't take everyone at their word and so we have lost the unencumbered trust that is necessary to receive something with joy So how then do we receive the kingdom of God like children, even as adults? When we have learned to be skeptical and ask questions. Well, the short of it is we need someone who we can trust. We need a person who everything they say is truly Truly. Amen? That was a tie back to that last truly, truly thing. All right. So we need someone who will believe, someone who has the power, someone who has the capacity, someone who is perfect in every way and would never trick us and always wants what's best for us. And we need 
Jesus. Yes, that person exists. His name is Jesus. He is real. He really lived. He really died. And he really rose again. And his unlimited power and perfect character give us the full assurance to believe and have faith and trust him to do what he said he would do, even though we don't understand all the details. We need to believe in the person. We need to receive him like piggy would his master. And here's the deal. Here's the trick. This is why Jesus could say the kingdom has come because the king has come. And when you receive the king, you get everything that comes with it. When you receive the king, you get the kingdom. When you receive Jesus, you get all of his self and all of his future and all of his goodness and forgiveness and grace, all that he is comes in a total package with him. And as a result, it is the father's good gift to us. Jesus's birthday is our gift. And he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up, how will he not then also graciously give us all good things? Here's the deal. Here's the final summary of everything I'm trying to say. So usually I give Walt a little nod and they come running up. So this is your nod, guys, wherever you're at. Thank you, Dan. Come on up. Or wait. So, yeah, we got an offertory prayer, but that's you, Pastor Chuck. You're up next. All right. Sorry, Dan. I'll give you a call here in a minute. Um, Here's this final summary. Number one, you receive the kingdom. How? Like a child, like piggy. How do we do that? We receive the king. Number two, number one, receive the kingdom. Number two, receive the king. The kingdom is God's gift to you. That's what you get for receiving the king. You get the kingdom. So receive it like a child or like piggy, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Run enthusiastically to his call. Come eagerly, open-handed, anticipating. Unlike the rich young ruler in the next text that we'll see next week with Pastor Chuck, instead we are to come straight to Jesus and believe what he's giving us. Father, we thank you and praise you for your Holy Spirit who draws us into truth, your Son, Jesus, who gives us all things. We pray, God, that if there's anyone here today that has not received him, that they would do so. And I pray also for those who have, that you would restore our joy, that we would receive Jesus and at the same time receive the joy of the kingdom that comes with him. Lord, help us to receive and believe just like a little child. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.